Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yo, 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 what's poppin'? You kicking it with the coldest podcast in the land. It's your boy, B. Jones, a.k.a. Bolo, and you know when I'm pulling up to the porch. I can't pull up without my dog. Yes, sir. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Big Smitty, a.k.a. D-Nice. And where we at again, Bolo? Y'all know we in the place to be. So tell a friend to tell a friend to grab a drink and pull up. This is The Porch. Let's go. On the porch, that was where it all began. Had to put in work every day we got it in. We chased all our dreams and now they can't believe it. We make it look easy. We achieving everything we need. Now we undefeated. If we link, no, it's only business. If we get to speak and leave them speechless. I did things for free, but now it costs to see me. When you see me, you ain't got to greet me. Just don't plot to sneak me. I'ma see it. I'ma stop and watch you lose and get defeated. Man, how you doing? Hey, I'm hyped. I'm hyped for this one. Hey, I'm super excited, man. It's crazy just to... Just how things just kind of fall into place, man. And you know, we we got a we got a, a legend, a, a a legend that's 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 in the making right yes, now on the yes, show. Yes, thank you. Of course, thank man. You, thank you, thank you, guys for having me. I'm excited to be here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we continue, Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE, to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and you know if you come to the porch, you might get entertainment, you might get music, we might be talking about some food. Hell, who knows what we might be talking about on the porch. At the end of the day, take advantage of all the amazing offers available in 2022 use promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v bet online where the game starts of course of course and like let's make sure we do the intro the right way man 100 we got a big time guest on the porch right now he's a professional boxer with a current record of three and oh goes by the nickname the legend lives on He's the grandson of the greatest, Muhammad Ali, none other than Nico Ali Walsh. Welcome to the porch. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. Yes, How you doing? How you doing, man? I know you're training right now for another big fight. How you feeling right now physically? I feel great. Um, you know, I just got finished with uh, my road work. This camp has been uh, so much work so uh yeah no i'm just excited you know the fight nights are really the easiest parts of of the camp so i'm just mm. looking forward to fight night and get it over with yeah that grind that grind is real so quick question where so where are you training at what what city are you in now i live in las vegas and i train out of las vegas that's okay. where top ranks headquarters is at so it's perfect Nice. Gotcha. I feel like all fighters, whether it's MMA, boxing, they tend to move and go to Vegas to, to fight and train. Yeah. yeah. Vegas is, you know, the fighting capital. Everyone says it, but it's the truth because, you know, I don't I don't know what it is about Vegas, but uh, this is this is the place to be to not only fight professionally, but to train. Gotcha. Cool. It's real interesting because like just from like a, a, a regular person's perspective, yeah. you think about Vegas, you think about partying and turning up and clowning. And right, you like hell right. no, nah, like we 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 grind mode, we train. No, it, it's weird. It's weird. I was just saying that to someone. You know, Mayweather lives out here, and I watch a bunch of his documentaries and stuff. And uh, when he was fighting, 
uh, everyone thinks of the Vegas Strip. You know, that's where the parties happen. Yeah. But, you know, when you look at the videos of Floyd, he's always off in the, in the deserts running. And mm-hmm. I didn't realize that Vegas had that side. A lot of people don't. So that's where I'm running. You know, wh- where I run, you don't even see lights. You know, it's in a place of Vegas that nobody normally sees. And I think it's really good to be able to uh, separate yourself from those distractions. It takes, it takes uh, uh, a big person to say, no, I'm not going partying. I'm not going to the strip. Right. I'm going to run in, um, in the deserts in, in the neighborhood. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of discipline. Like it's <laughs> yeah. Discipline a, is perfect. A lot of temptation in the Sin City, man. Definitely, <laughs> of course. No, nah, we love it, man. So yeah, again, man, we appreciate you for hopping on the porch and th- let's go straight into it. So let's start from the early years. Right. So I, you know, I read that you grew up in Chicago, right? Yeah, I, I was born in Chicago and I left Chicago when I was like three or four. Okay. Ooh, okay. I was real young when I when I uh, left Chicago and then we came straight out to Vegas and then I've been here for the rest of my life. Oh, nice. God. so you've been in Vegas pretty much your whole entire life. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, my family's in Chicago, so I'm constantly going to Chicago. Chicago's like a second home, basically. Nice. That's love. Look, shout out to the Sox. Shout out to the Bulls. Shout out to the Bears. Right. So that's, yes. That's that's my home. That's my hometown. Um, oh, from, really? Wow. Yeah, I'm from from the Chicago area. Uh, grew up there. My family's still back there. So that's awesome, man. I didn't I didn't yeah. even know that. Like yeah. that. Like you know, the Ali's had ties to to Chicago like that. Oh yeah, yeah. No, my the majority of my family uh, lives out there, and I don't have a huge family, honestly. Uh, uh, my grandfather's the only living grandfather that I had, mm-hmm. and he lived in Arizona. So mm-hmm. it was my grandfather in Arizona. And then everybody else basically in Chicago. Got you. Interesting, man. Okay. Hey, Bolo, y- y'all might be cousins or something. You might want to do your do your 21. Yeah, what's it called? Yeah, Ancestry.com. My lineage. You look, look, I always I look, you know I had to I'm a Jones, right? So yeah. I do my lineage. I think my family is somewhere in Tennessee, Tennessee ah, and Mississippi. Okay, okay. Pretty okay. much okay. where where we where That's we where my great grandmother's from, Mississippi area. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. We're getting, we're getting somewhere. <laughs> Might be an Ali. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so let me ask you this. So obviously, you know, again, didn't know that you grew up in Vegas, but explain just what, I guess, child your childhood was like growing up in Vegas. Well, you know, I, I uh, we, we came out to Vegas and... Uh, honestly, I wasn't a sports guy. I was that, mm. I was that chubby little kid who was like the class clown. That was me. And uh, right. yeah, I just, I was not into sports. So um, I did not see myself getting to where I'm at right now. But um, yeah, that my, my whole life was just clowning around. Um, I, I'm big on film. I love film. So after mm. boxing, I'm definitely going to be, you know, getting into filmmaking and that kind of thing. Mm. So that's always been what I've been into. Uh, and I've always shared the film slash boxing interest. Nice. So that's been Got my you. whole life. Oh, that's dope, man. Let me ask you this. B- you know, being an Ali, right? I know kids can be mean, crazy. Like, did you ever get picked on or people try to, like, fight you just because of your last name? Yeah, of course. And, you know, that that happens. Uh, that's bound to happen. You know, with right. a name like that, a fighting name. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's happened. You know, but I was not the kind of kid. Uh, a lot of guys, a lot of the boxers I've spoken with, get their boxing backgrounds from like getting into fights in school and stuff. And, uh, that's, that's where I'm different. I could not like my parents would kill me if I got into, you know, a fight in school or something like that. So right. all my anger 
I guess you would say from uh, whether it's from school or from anything else I took out um, through, through boxing when I was younger. Nice. Got you. So, so Nico, you talked about, you know, not really having a sport and not really kind of being into, you know, uh, just kind of the, the sports and things like that. I guess, when did you fall in love with boxing at what point or what, you know, kind of sparked in your head? Like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this boxing thing. Well, I, I didn't, it's tough to say which exact point because mm-hmm. I was um, I was a little kid uh, grabbing boxing gloves from you know my friend's house and then I would throw them to pe- the kids in the neighborhood and I would say okay let's box oh and then mm. uh, we would just be doing matchmaking <laughs> like that within the neighborhood so I kind of became that annoying kid in the neighborhood that was just asking everyone to box you know. I love um, it. So I think then I realized like, Hey, if I'm just, you know, doing this, people stop saying yes, because you know, not everybody loves boxing. Um, right. I, I started to realize that, Hey, maybe I should, uh, you know, stick with this or find other people who enjoy it. Like I do. hundred percent. Nice, nice. I can just imagine you as a kid as, Hey man, throw these on. Let's, let's get it. <laughs> let's get to it. That's how, that's how it was. That's, that's what, you know, a majority of my, my childhood, was between the ages of like nine and like 13 14 i was just hey guys let's box because it was just fun right right you gotta be a different type of breed bolo to just want to fight you know what i mean out the the gate though like just what's up (laughs) yeah you know what it's funny too because um you get there's two different types of boxers like completely different you got the mike tyson's who you know he got into fights in in you know new york like in, right. in Brownsville. So mm-hmm. like he was fighting for his life. And then you got people like my grandfather who didn't really grow up in a bad neighborhood necessarily. He, you know, just loved it. You know, uh, he actually, the funny story of my grandfather was he got his bike stolen and that sparked the interest to box, you know? Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, I mean, everybody's different, but I, I would say my origin story with boxing is more like my grandfather's where it's, you know, not from violence, just it's just from a love for the sport. I love Got that. You. I love Got that. You. So um, you mentioned your grandfather, um, you know, the, the great Muhammad Ali. Um, obviously, he unfortunately um, passed away in, in 2016 there. And um, I believe you were a teenager at the time. So I guess talk to us a little bit about that relationship. How was how was it growing up with, you know, one of the greatest boxers to ever step foot in the ring? Yeah, I mean, you know what? Our My family is always been super close with one another so we've been close obviously uh my my whole life so it was just fun you know it was just uh you know everyone sees it differently everyone sees him as someone else but we just see him as you know our grandfather so we just we just had fun with him we you know watched horror movies together did magic tricks jokes and (laughs) all that normal family stuff that's that's the kind of stuff we did i love i love that What's something you could just, and I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but is there like a certain story or just something about, you know, your grandfather that the world doesn't know that, you know, that would, I guess, surprise even us? Huh. Um, I mean, it's, I don't know if it'd be surprising, but Mm -hmm. he, everyone's, everyone in my family at least says that girls was my grandfather's weakness. He had a weakness for women, pretty women. And, uh, so one of his big, big crushes was Beyonce and oh, wow. uh, one time at his house. Yeah. I mean, he had good taste. 
So one time at his house, uh, we we put on a big on on his big screen. We put on a Beyonce music video, mm-hmm. and it was just her, you know, dancing. Uh, barely had any clothes on, um, right. and he loved it. And he was <laughs> drooling over that video. And uh, people sometimes people get surprised that he was still a ladies' man in his seventies. You know, right. and but that that part of him never he never lost that part. Uh, he, he 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 can always story, he it's a great story. He know he can always he had that mouth. He knew what to say. He was always smooth. Yeah. Like it no, don't really surprise charming. me. He was charming. Even you know I I see pictures of I saw pictures of him with Angelina Jolie. I saw a picture of him with Beyonce. Uh, just these gorgeous women, and they're mm-hmm. all just like fawning over him. And it, he just he still had it. That's hey, awesome, man. Hey, you gotta hey you gotta recognize a great. You know, even, <laughs> yeah. Even even the Beyonces of the world gotta gotta say that's Muhammad Ali right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's still like that's, that's Muhammad funny. Ali. Yeah, like no right. matter who you are, that's Muhammad Ali. Exactly. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. That's I mean that's how it was, and it was just crazy to see the people that I looked up to doing right. that to exactly. him. You know, my grandfather, like you said, like my that's, that's just right. my grandfather. So it's like yeah, yeah like, that's awesome, so bro. That's awesome. So let me ask you this: obviously, we know about the greatness of your grandfather, Muhammad Ali, but you also have a great auntie, <laughs> Layla right. Ali. Like, talk about, I guess, that relationship. You know, did you ever, um, like, go to any of her fights, you know, when you were younger? Um, did she give you, like, any tips? Just kind of talk to us about that relationship. Unfortunately, I didn't make it to any of her fights um, in person. Yeah. But uh, when, when I was an amateur and I was starting off, she would make it to my fights in LA because she, she lived in LA at that time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, she, she gets the fact that, you know, she gets what it's like to be an Ali fighting and nobody mm-hmm. else under, understands that in the world except for her and, and my grandfather. So, uh, she, she was able to talk to me about that. And, uh, I was young at the time. So the stuff that she said, I took it to heart and I never forgot it. And she was right. You know, she said that when I fight someone, I fight the absolute best version of themselves because they're like, Hey, listen, I'm fighting, uh, whether it's Ali's grandson or Ali's daughter or whatever, I'm fighting an Ali. I want to knock this guy girl out and Mm -hmm. then I will make a name for myself in doing that. So I, I will always fight the, the best of the best in each person I fight. And she said that when I was a, a young, young kid. Now, what was what was her reaction when you initially, you know, told the family like, hey, I want to box? Because I guess, do you have anybody else in the family that's boxing or was it is it just, you know, your grandfather? No. OK. Yeah. So it, it was, you know, it was just me. And uh, I, I want to say everyone in my family was shocked. I don't think anybody in my family expected it, because like I said, I was I was the chubby kid. Mm-hmm. uh cracking jokes all the time just the class clown that was me mm-hmm. and uh, so i don't think anyone expected me to take up boxing and i don't think anyone thought i was serious but you know what the one person who believed in me the whole time was my grandfather he took me serious mm. and uh, uh i don't think anyone else did um but it'd be interesting to see what he would think at this point you know being to a stage where i think he knew i was going and no one else uh expected Got you. Yeah, so that's uh, brings another question for me. So having your grandfather believe in you, the other family members not fully buying in yet. How how are you feeling early on mentally? Were you you know encouraged? Were you you know discouraged? Because it's kind of like that 
well, my granddaddy, the greatest at this sport, believes in me, but then the rest of my family not really believing in me. So it's like, take us through that mental, yeah. you know, cycle you were going through early on. Well, you know, my family's going to kill me for even saying that, but I know they know it's true because, you know, yeah. when you, when you have your, your, your son boxing and you go from what I was to what I am now, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's hard to say, oh yeah, you, I believe you're going to become world champ. You it's, know? it's hard to imagine something that, when you're not seeing that. it. Right. <laughs> right. So, uh, I don't know. He just, he, I wanted to quit and I would try to get him to say, uh, yeah, you shouldn't box. I wanted him to say you mm. should not box because all I needed was to hear that one time. And I would have been like, okay, I'm done with boxing mm-hmm. because it, it's, it's a long and hard road. Like it's very, very hard. Um, just with, with the pressure at the time and with everyone trying to knock my heads off, head, right. head off. And, it was just too much. I was like, I, I'm, I'm tired of this. All I need to, I'm not going to quit on my own. All I need to quit is for my grandfather to say, uh, don't box anymore or Hey, do something else. So I mm. tried to get him to say it a million times and he would never say it. He just mm. kept saying, no, keep boxing, keep boxing, keep boxing, stick with it, stick with it. And I would say, are you sure? And he would be like, yes. Are you sure? Yes. So I, he believed in me when I really didn't even believe in myself, uh, mm. to get to this level. Damn, that's, that's amazing. That's, that's dope, man. That is that is really amazing. Like, yeah, just to damn, I, I'm just I'm just lost for words. Yeah, like, now he got me over here, like almost getting emotional because I'm just trying to think. Just, <laughs> for, cool, just to, for real, right, to have right. a family member, right. you know, it's to believe crazy. in you to that level, and and, and his name, like be, he's the greatest. And for him, yeah, your family, but he, I feel like, and I didn't know him, but I feel like he's the type of guy he, he would be real. Like if he didn't believe you, in you, he'd be like, hey, this no, ain't it. Sure. Yeah. And, and that's what he was. He didn't want, he didn't want Layla boxing. Um, mm-hmm. Layla's pretty, you know, Layla's his daughter. Of course he doesn't want her boxing. That's what, but that's what I thought he would say for me. I was, I thought he was going to be like, Hey, you're my cute little grandson. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're doing well in school. You know, you want to be a filmmaker, stick to film, but he, mm-hmm. he didn't say that for me. So I, I, I want to think that maybe he saw or felt something in me that he was just like, this kid can do it. And and so now I, I did it and I just listened to him. Wow, man. Yeah, that's that's an amazing story. 100 percent So now that you are boxing, right? You're you're in it now. You're you're considered a professional and you've had mm-hmm. a few professional fights under your belt now. I guess what's your biggest motivation now? Is it mm. you know holding up the Ali name or is it you know making a name for Nico and, and going in there and showing people that you really can get in there and compete? Right now, it's making a name for myself. I think the first fight was was a huge. It was a monumental point in my in my boxing life because it was that the first fight was for my grandfather. It was for mm-hmm. you know, hey, I did it. I did my first professional fight. I'm a pro boxer. I did it. Um, so that that was for him. Everything else since then is for me. I'm trying to I'm trying to you know do a name for myself, make a name for myself, and and it's tough doing it for me. But mm-hmm. that's what that's what I need to do. So that's that's what I'm doing it for now. And it must be it must be tough. You know, um, I just look at some of the greats like uh, funny. So, like I said, I'm from Chicago and I got a good friend who uh, actually played basketball with Michael Jordan's son, um, Jeffrey Jordan. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like, obviously, it's Michael Jordan. Right. It's, we're talking <laughs> right. about MJ. So when we see his son play, it's like, OK, he's a decent athlete. Right. But 
you know, now people are looking down at him, though, just because he is not up to par with his father, you know, so it's even that 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 much pressure on him to really go out there and do the best he can do, even though he still may fall short of, you know, his father. So, I mean, it, it must be extremely tough to, you know, obviously have greats like, you know, Muhammad Ali and Layla Ali to, you know, go in there and put on a show. And now it's your turn to do your thing. Yeah, you know, you're always, always, always going to fall short if you're com- being compared to anyone. Not mm. Not, mm. not even yeah. if it's just your uh, family members. But, like, you know, my grandfather fell short every single time when he was getting compared to Sugar Ray Robinson. You can never compare yourself to someone else because it, it just it, it doesn't it, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't, mm. you know, like, you look at, like, my grandfather, I believe, was, my age when he was heavyweight champion of the world, you know, Mike Tyson was 19 when he became heavyweight champion of the world. So it's, everyone's got their own path. Everyone's got their own journey. So you, you can't compare. You'll always fall short if you compare. Thanks. That's a good appointment. That's some good advice. So you mentioned a little bit earlier, how much, you know, a grind it is and how you almost like you, you tried to quit. You wanted to quit. Walk us through what like a typical, day is like a training day is like for you you know for guys like myself brian who you know we don't box we were football guys i want to just kind of get that comparison of like how hard our training regimen was compared to a boxing day yeah well you know so for like training camp because every day is different okay for like training camp i would say you you run four four miles every day no matter what except for sundays I think some, sometimes my days off are Sundays. Sometimes my days are off are Saturdays. Sometimes I, I don't get a day off for that particular week. So, mm. it, you know, it's, it's so up in the air. It depends on your body. But uh, four miles a day, just to start, four miles a day. Hey, hold on. That right there is enough. Like, four after miles. four right, miles, right. I'm done. <laughs> well, no, but you know what? You get to the point where you do it so much, it, it becomes relaxing. And uh, mm. you're, you know, you look forward to doing the, it's, it's not work anymore as much as it is like, I want to get away from everybody and I just want to mm-hmm. run. I do all my running at night because I don't like, I don't like running during the day. I'm a night guy. You know, mm-hmm. I, I sometimes train at nine o'clock at night and walk out mm-hmm. of the gym at 11. Like I'm just a night person. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, but four miles a day. You do your uh, two two hour to two and a half hours of boxing, whether it's sparring or or just normal boxing stuff, mm-hmm. and then strength and conditioning uh, after boxing. So and then that Ooh. depends on whatever your boxing is. So that's a normal normal day for me right now. Damn. And it sounds like a lot, but it's it's not a lot when you enjoy it and. Yeah. Uh, you're around the right people. You know, right. when you're around people that you don't like, then it's just, a, it's a living hell. So do you, uh, so like, do you diet? Like talk to us about like oh, your yeah. diet, like eating and, and kind of those things as you prepare for a fight. Yeah. I'm, That's my favorite subject. Yeah. That's Cause you said you were, you were a chubby kid growing up yeah. and obviously yeah. now you're very lean. So yeah, and I'm still right. a bigger dude. So please put me on game. No, that, <laughs> you know what? Everyone has, everyone has, like I talked to so many people who have such intelligent ways of putting it but i i'm so boring i i just i eat what i want Mm. that's within the realm of one it's healthy and two it makes me feel good so Mm -hmm. i'm not going to be eating ice cream and stuff even though my grandfather would sometimes 
eat ice cream before fights, you know, oh. uh, I'm not going to be doing that. You know, right. heavyweight and middleweight is a big jump. True. So, uh, I eat what I want. I eat healthy and, uh, I'm mostly on weight. So I'll just cut whatever I need to come the week of the fight. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I eat what I want and that's, uh, that's good. The only thing I cut out is sweets. Nice. Got you. And I'm assuming with, with those strenuous workouts, you eat what you want, but you have to eat a lot of it. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. You burn a lot. You burn a lot. So technically, I could be eating sweet, and I would still be on weight, but I wouldn't feel good. I think it's a right. men- it's a mental thing. I'd be like, I'm eating candy. I can't be doing that. You know? Right. It's a mental right. thing. That is true. Now nah, I respect that. Um, so yeah, we saw uh, in an article just doing our research um, that uh, I think one of your trainers had mentioned one thing about you um, is that you're never scared you won't back down like that's just something that you have about your mentality so just explain where where does that fearless mentality truly stem from um because a lot of people you know they might act tough and act all this and that but in reality they're not really about that life like what does that mentality come from for you oh man i have no idea i i hate to give you the the cop-out answer and say i got it from my grandfather but i swear my grandfather and my mom Mm-hmm. Are the, are, I mean, the sweetest people, but they have a dark side and, mm. you know, you see it come out and I feel like, I feel like I get it from them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, you need that to, you need it to be a boxer. You need it to be a fighter in general. So I definitely right. got it from them. I definitely got it from my grandfather. My mom definitely got it from him. And then I would say, then, then Trickle I down got to it you. from my mom or something. Yeah. Got you, got you. Well, since you brought up your mom, too, definitely want to be able to show her some love. Just explain yeah, about, yeah. you know, obviously we all love our moms, of course. Talk about yeah. her, her impact just on who you are today as a man. Yeah, well, you know, she is, she's amazing. She's, uh, she's the twin. Everyone calls her the twin. So she's yeah. got an identical twin sister. Uh, so it's my mom, Rashida, and her identical twin, Jamela. They're, you cannot tell them apart. So uh, we've always been tight uh, and close. And, uh, yeah, no, she's super cool. And like I said, she, she, she's raised with the same mentality as my grandfather. So my mom and my dad basically raised me, uh, uh, with, with that same mentality. So yeah, mm-hmm. no, I was just, I, I, I got the right mental training as a kid, I would say. Got nice. you, man. Now nice. that's dope. That's dope. Now you mentioned that no one can tell, tell them apart. Can you tell your mom and your auntie apart at this point? <laughs> <laughs> no, as they get older, uh, you, you, when you wake up in the morning, like when my, my aunt's actually in town right now, when they, mm-hmm. when you wake up in the morning, you catch their shirt and you'll be like, okay, my mom's wearing that shirt. I know that's my mom. <laughs> but sometimes if you don't know the shirt, you will get mixed up Wow, that's crazy. Up because they are that identical that you can't tell the difference. Cause yeah, usually Bolo, you know, you, there's like one thing about a twin that just stands like, out. Yeah. Maybe their nose a little different or you have like a beauty mark or something that's different, but I, that's, I could imagine no, waking no, up like, damn, is that my no, mom or is that? Mom. Uh, no, sorry. <laughs> I see, my my fault. mom is just, my mom is slightly darker because she lives in Vegas and mm. my aunt lives in Chicago. Gotcha. That's the only, that's the only difference. But sometimes if you're talking quick, you'll be talking to them and then you'll be like, ah, that's, that's <laughs> my, fault, my, my fault. My fault. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. 
So, so Nico, I guess let's let's walk back just a little bit as far as the beginning, kind of school the porch on, you know, what it takes for, you know, somebody to get into their first professional fight. What does that look Mm -hmm. like? What are some of the steps they need to do to get into that, that moment? You know, everyone says boxing is like 90% mental. Like I've heard it my whole life. They're like, it's like 90% mental, but I swear it is. But uh, the biggest leap that anybody's got to, you know, make, whether they're coming from a, a, a famous grandfather or not, is that mental side of boxing. It takes some serious balls to get in the ring, no matter who you are. So um, it's just a lot of mental preparation before you step into the ring for, for a serious pro fight. Gotcha. Now, is it is it a situation where, like, you got to have so many fights before you get to that one professional mm. fight? Um, or is it something where, you know, you, you get an agent, you know, you get a, you get a couple, uh, you know, fights set up and then now you're starting to climb the ranks. You know, I would say the ideal situation is to have fights, have amateur fights before turning pro like, mm-hmm. like myself, like, um, cause it, it would have to be so much harder stepping in for your first pro fight and never of fought before that must mm-hmm. be seriously hard that's what layla did layla didn't have an amateur oh. career so that so, must be so technically hard. speaking you don't have to have an amateur career technically no you don't oh no, okay you, you know and and a lot of guys had very very limited amateur careers like i i tyson fury told me he had about 30 something amateur fights that's nothing compared to these kids like devin haney who has like i want to say over 200 or something yeah. Lomachenko had over 300 you know so uh, I think it's a bit excessive when you get over to like that mark over 250. Right. Yeah. But, uh, you know, some people have very, very limited amateur careers. Deontay Wilder is one of them. You know, he had a very, very small amateur career, but he did have some experience before turning pro. Mm, gotcha. Yeah, we had a, one of our earlier guests, earlier episode, we had Alicia Baumgartner on um, uh, current, oh, she's he's featherweight champion, I believe. Um, she had like, was it like almost 200? Yeah, I think she amateur fights really, as well. She was like, she was fighting every week, like just that's a lot of back fights. Back, yeah, it's a lot for sure. But like you said, everyone's different, and everyone has a different mindset, probably behind it, and where they feel like they need to be before they can turn pro. So, um, but yeah, yeah so you, it's funny you brought up Tyson Fury. I know that you've done some work um, with his trainer in the past, Sugar Hill Stewart. What is that relationship like, and uh, just how was it training with the same trainer? who's training Tyson Fury, the champion. Yeah. Well, you know, I love Sugar's personality. You know, if, if you, if you're with him, he's like, he's got, uh, he's very charismatic. So, you know, I, I would say anyone who's with him loves his personality. He's a very fun guy to be around. So he makes it fun, you right. know? Uh, but yeah, no, it's just, it, it's an honor to work with him knowing that he's, you know, done so much work with Tyson and uh yeah it was great being able to see tyson in the gym working as as he was preparing for the deontay wilder fight Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean tyson's one tyson's definitely the greatest heavyweight of my time so it's great to be able Mm -hmm. to see uh that in person while i'm alive i get to see it physically yeah man he's a say what you want about him man tyson fury is a he's a dog man to to be that big and the the head movement like break it down because you're in there you know boxing more than just us as as fans and you watch them train what is it about tyson fury that makes him so special ah i mean 
I have no idea. He he's just like from from a scientific perspective, he's so agile uh for his weight. It's, it's crazy. crazy. Yeah. yeah. He's 280 yes. pounds and he's able to move uh so sporadically. I, mm-hmm. I don't know how he's so athletic for that size. I don't know. I mean, I, I really don't, but one thing one thing you can't train because you can train that agility. Uh one thing you can't train is like you said he's got that like dog in him mm-hmm. you, know, you, you could see it like he got knocked down a couple times and Shut got back off. up you know most yep. people do not get back up you know especially from a deontay wilder person, punch. actually i was about to say <laughs> the only person who's gotten up from a deontay wilder uh right hand like that so seriously that's true that's true that. nah you can't Shout out to Tyson Fury, man. We might have to get him on the porch one of these days, man. All right. Uh, for sure. So let's let's dive into your actual professional career. So you're 3-0 right now. Um, and I believe it was your second fight. Uh, no, first fight. You fought Jordan Weeks, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. And you, yes. So I think there was a special moment that it was like trending on social where you had knocked him down and you went yeah. back to your corner jogging up and down. I believe you had your grandfather's white trunks on, if I'm not mistaken, and everyone yes. started cheering. Ali, Ali, yeah. Ali. Now I know in the moment, are like, you still locked in? Like I gotta, I gotta win this fight. Yeah. But like in hindsight, how dope, man? How cool was that moment to hear those, hear people chanting Ali for you? I, I don't. It, I mean, it's like I want to say it's like taking a drug, being the kind of high you get from like fighting. Yeah. But, uh I don't really remember that exact moment, but I, I, I remember cheering with them. Yeah. I remember you were, you were bouncing up and so, down. You did just, yeah. <laughs> so that is completely out of character for me, but that I just <laughs> felt it at the time. And uh, yeah, th- that's crazy. I, I heard that that video uh, ESPN ringside posted it. And yep. it's now their first, their third most viewed video on, on all of their Instagram. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So I don't, I mean, People love people love that video. It's a really cool video to watch. I keep watching it over and over again. As you should, man. I mean, that was a That's powerful a hit, live, man. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, you got a lot of support. And again, of course, we understand your last name. Like, so once you announced that you were about to start your pro career, so many the whole world is like, huh? How many people want to see he, it? Yeah. How is how good is he going to be? Does he does right, he fight right. like his granddad? Like, is there any similarity? Any so to see your first fight and for you to knock somebody down like that and win in the TKO. I mean, it's just, yeah, that's a special moment yeah, for you, man. Definitely, definitely. So, and I, so, I get it, you know. It, it, if if I was looking up to Mike Tyson, and, and I do, right. and Mike Tyson's son started boxing, I would be like, oh, my God, I got to watch Mike Tyson's son. 100%. Exactly. Just out of the love that I have for Mike Tyson, I exactly. got to see it. So yes. I understand. It's so many people, man. It's, so, it's crazy you think about it. Like, it's so many people rooting for you that it's just, yeah. it's just crazy, like, to think about just because – you know, we want to see we want to see you right right up there. You know, we want to see you, you know, right. continue to grow and, and be just like, you know, some of the some of the members of your family who, you know, we hold in high regard. Right. 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 And then one, yeah, one more no, thing. It's, it's I'm awesome. sorry. Yeah. One no, more it, thing, it, too. It really is cool. We're younger. So, like, obviously, we know the greatness of Muhammad Ali and right. Layla Ali, but we didn't necessarily grow up with it. him. We right. didn't see him. Yeah. So it's like, OK. This could be like our version of like again. I put the yeah. pressure on you, but like our version no, no, of I Ali. Get I get it. Yeah. You know the demographic for the people that like you know some people said that they were like crying and stuff. Uh, you know when when they heard about it because of my grandfather, of course. Uh, those are the older guys. Those are the people that are in their sixties and seventies, mm-hmm. and 
so I get it, you know, mm-hmm. so to bring that same, what I said to top rank was it's like a kind of nostalgia, mm-hmm. it's like kind of bringing it back and people love to be reminded of like good times. So, you know, yeah. everyone comes up to me with stories like, Hey, I saw, I used to watch your grandfather with my dad and my dad passed away. So watching you is bringing back like mm-hmm. nostalgia. So, you know, wow. that, that kind of nostalgia is super cool. And, you know, it gets people rooting for me. I'm not like the public enemy. So it's really fun. That's real. I love that. So we got to ask you, um, you know, in your last fight, you fought the uh, you fought in the legendary Madison Square Garden. Right. So 40 yeah. years yeah. to that day, you know, after uh, your grandfather's final fight, I guess, describe what, what it was like. Describe the emotions, you know, being in that same place that your grandfather was in and then being able to walk away with the W. Wow. I mean, that, that place is the amount of history that's in that place is really ridiculous. Like it could be like, a, it could just be a museum. They could uh, <laughs> stop using it for venues and just make it a museum because there's just so much history there. But uh, obviously there was a ton of pressure. It was huge, but you don't really notice the crowd when you're like locked in the zone. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it was just awesome. The fact that I even get to say that I fought there. So that that was my biggest takeaway from it and uh it was a tough fight it was against uh reyes sanchez i mm-hmm. believe and yeah. uh yeah he was six and zero at the time so it was a it was a tough fight and uh yeah i mean it was just it, it was an exciting moment and it's really something to look back to uh now saying wow i can't believe i did it now in madison square garden i think i seen like a snippet before your fight uh is the scale there that that your grandfather weighed in on yes yeah. Okay. And I seen yes. that. I guess how how did you feel when you seen that? Like like that historic like. <laughs> That's dope. I said I said this is recreated, right? Like it this can't be the same one, but it was. It was the same one. I don't know how they cool. uh, they just keep all this stuff. And it was That's standing crazy. right there. It wasn't behind glass. Like I would have it behind a vault if I you know. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, that was the same scale that not only my grandfather was on, but Joe Frazier was on. Uh, so many legends were on. Seriously, so many. So I was like, "What is this doing out here? Why am I allowed to touch it right now?" Right. Wow. Dang, right that's now. crazy, man. Now that's yeah, that's super dope, boy. If I was you, I probably would have to stand on top of it for for good luck, for good measure. I don't know. <laughs> right. Right. I want to just take it home. Right. For real. So let me ask you this: um, You mentioned that you know when you're in that zone, there's, it's hard for you to even notice how many people is in the arena. Take me back to like that, that intro, right? Right. So as a fan, I love seeing the boxers walking out, figuring out what song they going to choose, looking at your eyes. It's like, it's like my own personal test to see like, okay, oh, he goes, goes ready today. So <laughs> right. tell me, tell me how like that moment is so like, every time I watch that intro, I want to box. What's that moment like when you walking out, you got your team with you. You got the music playing. How do you feel in that moment? Um, honestly, you just feel pumped. Like mm-hmm. you, you feel pumped. That's the best way to feel. You know, to feel scared in that moment, you'd be in some serious trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, but gotcha. yeah, no, you just feel pumped. You, you know, you've got your music playing. You've got people yelling for you, uh, and then you just see the ring. So it's, it's really, it's, it's a powerful moment. And you're just like, I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to, you know, take care of this because uh, like I said before, all the hard, hard work is done during camp. You know, fight night is the fun night. That's Uh the night of celebration. So you're like, finally, I got camp over with 
let's put, let's cross this T, let's dot this I, let's finish this. So you're pumped. Nice. So, so we, so we got to ask you as you're getting prepared for a fight, I guess, who are some of the artists on your playlist as you get your mind right? Ooh. You wouldn't believe I, I don't, I'm, I'm really an old soul, but I listen to calm music. Okay. I, I listen to, you know, so like my favorite rappers are like Kid Cudi, ASAP Rocky, Travis Scott, uh, you know, Post Malone. Mm-hmm. Uh, like these, these guys don't make crazy hype beats, right? Uh, right. But uh, I, I love those guys. And then, of course, I listen to classics. My yeah. my walkout song is Gangsta's Paradise by Coolio. Oh, okay. I'm sticking with that song. So let's uh, go. But that's the kind of music I listen to. I listen to Drake and and all the all those all those new guys that make like chill beats. Mm-hmm. Got you. Real, real smooth, real melodic. Just kind of keep your yeah, head. Yeah, no, on. I just yeah. keep my head keep my head calm. That's all. That's funny. Look, but for real, like when I used to when I used to play football, I used to listen to R and B before games. He really yeah, did. He really I did. I used to listen to R and B. It's yeah. just it's just soothing because sometimes you can just get real real rowdy and just like kind of get you, hype yourself up too much, and then like too it's much, just, right? Yeah, it's too much. It'll be too much going on. But like you calming down, you're getting your body right, you're getting your mind right. You know, I got some Donnell Jones on or something <laughs> like that, and I'm, I'm grooving. I'm exactly. getting my mind right. Hey, Nico. Shine. Brian, he'd be he'd be in the locker room almost crying before the game, just just <laughs> emotional. Sometimes you need to, yeah. Sometimes you need to. You know, I'm definitely not the type to listen to screamo before going into a boxing yeah. match. That you know, that that gets you, like you said, too yeah. hype. I'm mm-hmm. I'm already hyped in my head. I'm already nice. ready to go. I want music that'll calm me down. You know, right? Yeah, so that's I what I listen it. to. I feel like during my career, my football career, I kind of went back and forth back with and it. Forth. Yeah, it just depends on like the moment, or even. I might listen to some chill songs and then some hype songs. Like it's a mixture of both. Right. Um, right. But I would probably lean more so on the on the hype side. Man, I got my Gucci yeah. man playing, my Chief hey. Key. I got I got sometimes, the old. I got sometimes Lil Wayne. you need the hype right sometimes. before I step out uh, for the ring because I've got this whole schedule planned because we've already done it three times. Uh, <laughs> right. The calm music, the Kid Cudi uh, music, the Travis Scott music, the Drake music gets played. When I'm wrapping my hands, when I'm stretching, mm. doing that kind of thing. When I start hitting the mitts, 15 minutes before walking out, there comes the the Gucci Mane and, and, yeah. and the yeah. big Drake, <laughs> you know that kind of stuff. <laughs> I even listen to because uh, Flavor Flav is a big part of of my life. Uh, so I listen to some of Public Enemy, and I listen nice. to you know the old uh, the olden day rap too. Oh yeah, old school flavor, so, so, flavor. Yeah, so you said flavor, right. flavor is a, is a big part. So do you guys have a, a good relationship? Yeah, amazing. He's like he's like the closest thing to having family without being actually blood related. Oh wow, wow. I had yeah, no, no idea. We're, we're super super close. Yes, that's cool. How did that? If you don't mind me, how did that relationship like come apart? Was he like cool with like you know just your family or like right? How did that happen? Yeah. Well, obviously he he's been a huge fan of of my family for so many years. But mm-hmm. when we moved to Vegas ten years ago or so, uh, we moved into this neighborhood, and it was Slave's neighborhood at the time. He lived in the same neighborhood, and oh. we just became neighbors. And then mm-hmm. we and then he found out about the family, and then we just became super tight. It was him who brought me to my first boxing gym actually wow yeah that's so dope boxing and doing all that uh fun stuff in neighborhoods and stuff but he was like hey listen let me take you to a boxing gym and he took me to devin haney's uh gym mm. uh here in vegas and then that's where i got my first 
boxing lesson, my very first. Dang, Ooh. man. Shout wow. to Flavor Flav, Flav, man, out here. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, Starting to dream. You already right, know what exactly. time it is. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> I should have exactly. worn my clock today on no, the porch. Man, that's super dope, man. Now we, now we appreciate that, man. So, obviously, you're training right now. You got another uh, big-time fight coming up, I believe, on January 29th. You're yep. fighting, is it Luis Melendez? Or Lou, am Ooh, I saying it right? I have no idea. Oh, no okay. Sorry. Well, you got to fight January 20th. I know that. January 29th. Yes. No, that's all I know. And I know that I'm someone's going to be across there. It don't matter who it is, so, huh? Yeah. Ooh. No, I don't know. You know, I found, I, I heard at least that I had another opponent and he got COVID. So now it's a new opponent. So oh. that's why, yeah, I never focus on one opponent's particular style or whatever, because stuff like that happens all the time. So mm. I just get ready for, for whoever, whoever it is. So it it's, may be that guy. It's funny yeah. you said that because it's like, we had a guest on um, not too long ago, and this is like a whole different subject, but it kind of ties back to just focusing on yourself, like being right. able to focus mm-hmm. on like what you can do to provide your best you. Like when you start focusing on other people and, you know, what they may do and things like that, then that's when you lose sight of who you are and what you need to do to be successful. So that's that makes a yeah. lot of sense, man. It's like we said earlier, anytime you compare yourself, uh, you fall short every single time. So like I never I'm not the type of person to say like, I wonder what my opponent's doing right now. Or I wonder if he's doing this right now. I'll never, ever, ever right. do that because you'll always fall short. Never compare. So, uh, yeah, whoever whoever I'm fighting, January 29th, it's going to be a good fight. It's going to be a good it's fight. Hard. It's going to be a long day because my boy Nico been running four miles. He been boxing. He been lifting. He been eating what he want. <laughs> eating what I want. Exactly. <laughs> no, I love that, man. I love it, bro. So, Let's let's move over to our uh, our kind of fun quick hitters, right? So we always, you know, do a quick hitter segment, you know, as we near towards the end of our show. So first question, I'll start off Bolo, and then you can jump in next. Okay, who's your top five boxers of all time? No order, just like your 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 five. Okay, I've had some people are shocked, but I would my favorite fighter of all time besides my grandfather right now is Canelo. Ooh. So, He's yeah, a beast. Yeah. He's a beast. So, and and he's fighting today. So, you know, I get to see him. That's awesome. So Canelo, mm-hmm. my grandfather, I, I can't make the list without him. <laughs> of course. Mike Tyson, Sugar Ray Leonard, and this is a tough one, but I've got to say Sugar Ray Robinson. Ooh. Yeah. I, I thought you was going to throw Floyd in there, number five. I thought you was. Floyd's <laughs> the greatest defensive fighter I've ever ever yes. you know yeah. um there's so much you could take from him but just like when i think of fighting i think of like if these two just had to fight to the death who, yeah. who would win those right. those are my guys i would if i was going to war uh with just our hands i would call those guys out That's i real. respect that that makes a lot of sense like just who, yeah. who, who's the nastiest who, who's just the most brutal out there so right, i respect right. that for sure Okay, next question. Um, so I guess who's one person uh, that you would want to knock out before your career is over? Or even mm-hmm. if you don't want to say you want to knock them out, but at least fight before your career is over. Keep it real. Hey, this is the porch. Keep it real. It's so hard to say because, um, you know, a lot of people say they want to fight the person they look up to. I think the greatest, the greatest fighter hands down of my time is Canelo. Um, so if I was to ever share the ring with him, even if it wasn't just fighting, if it was like sparring, 
that would be an honor. So I would have to say, uh, Canelo, it'd be a long night for me. But just the fact that I'd say, hey, listen, I shared the ring with the greatest fighter of, of my time. That would be amazing. So Canelo, for sure. Love it. Much love respect, it. man. Yeah, Canelo's a monster. He's a, I yeah. mean, this guy, his movement, he's always been great. But, like, he's on another level now, even compared to, like, five, six years ago. You know what I mean? His defensive no, right skills, now, I everything. feel like he's in his prime. I mm-hmm. feel like he's in his prime right this second. So it, it's awesome to, to, to watch him. The only loss he has is against Floyd when he was way younger. It's the only right. loss. So, right. I mean, now nah, you're right there, man, for sure. So, uh, so we talked about food earlier today. You know, I'm, I'm a big food guy. So What's I. your go-to meal after a fight? So, like, the work's done. You just TKO'd another person. What's that go-to meal on January 30th? <laughs> um, Honestly, dessert. I... I I, I say forget about the food. I, okay. I love eating burgers, uh, but, you know, I don't eat desserts during camp. And, you know, I've been fighting back to back to back, so I haven't been able to eat it. But, like, ice cream is my first go-to. Ooh. I think that's what I've eaten after every fight so far, I think. What's your favorite ice cream, man? You getting that rainbow sherbet? You doing that? What you doing, that chocolate fudge, peanut butter? Oh, I love that sherbet, d I'm, I'm good with vanilla. I'm Ooh, boring. Just keep vanilla. it simple. Get you a gallon, half gallon of vanilla. Are you putting yeah, chocolate, I'm, Hershey's chocolate at, at the top, or are you just oh going straight God, vanilla? He's he really oh, getting I, hungry on the show. No, I'm he's starving. getting hungry. No, you're making me hungry, but. Oh, my fault, my fault. Hershey's chocolate. <laughs> Hershey's he, got, chocolate. he got a fight coming up, my fault. Great. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, definitely ice cream every time after a fight. That's interesting, man. You know what? Like, Bolo, when I, after a football game, I was never like immediately hungry. I was I thirsty, bro. but I, I I couldn't just eat food right after. I, I don't know what it was. Eat. For me, for me, especially what? after the game, I just like to sit in my thoughts, man. Like I literally right. just sit and just evaluate everything that happened, every play, good, bad, and different, every conversation on the field. How many times I probably got cursed out for doing the wrong thing or <laughs> doing the right thing. So I just literally sit there and then I don't even, I really my appetite really isn't there crazy enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that I feel the same, the, the same exact way, but you did say January 30th. What is my, what is my meal? The next day. That's the that's next what day. Oh, okay. But seriously. That's, the night okay. of I fight at night. Um, so when I'm done fighting and all the hype has died down, it's 11 o'clock at night. It's 12 AM. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm not even hungry, but I just get, uh, you know, some protein in and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Right. But the day after, I'm like, hey, listen, <laughs> let me eat my ice cream now before I start camp again, because I've I've been, you know, just going from camp to camp to camp, fight, fight, fight. So, you know, that's what I do the day after. God. And that's why I said the 30, because I figured like, right. yeah, no, I, I, I can't I can't yeah. cram all that in the night of the fight. It's too busy anyway. And plus your adrenaline's running. You're not hungry True. at True. all, actually. Yeah. No, nah, 100 percent. So. Before we, we go to our closing segment, because I just thought of one more question. You just said you're going from camp to camp to camp to camp. How much time do you take in between to, to rest? Like, there has to be some resting period. Is it, is it just a week or something? Or how long is that for you? Uh, between, so I fought, so I trained June, July, fought August, um, and trained September, fought October. I mean, I take five, five days of doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's enough r- for now. And then I just go straight back, uh, straight back to the gym. 
Man, he's a warrior, man. Sheesh. Yeah, so five five days of doing nothing. But you know what? When when you enjoy what you're doing, after those five days, you're like kind of getting stir crazy. You know, I'm not going to sit at home doing nothing. So right. I I would go back into the gym whether I was fighting or not after about five days. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love Definitely that. Definitely get that, man, for sure. So um, transitioning to, to, to the back end of the show here, um, obviously, it's definitely an honor to, to get you on. Yes. Um, but before before we let you go, um, definitely would like for you to just, you know, give a word of advice to, you know, the people out there, especially the young men out there on, on, on their grind right now and the people who are out there aspiring to be pro boxers. Um, it's, it's a tough, tough road um, for everybody. And uh, like I said, the mental side is absolutely crucial. It's nine people say 90%. I say 95%. So mm. whether, whether you have to meditate or watch YouTube videos or go to seminars to get your mind right, do whatever it takes to get your mind right. Cause once your mind is right, you'll, you can uh, do whatever you want with the sport. So get your mind right. And all that physical stuff can, anybody can get physically in shape but not everybody can get mentally uh, strong. Mm. Get your mind right. Love that, man. Great advice, man. Like, even if you're not a kid, even myself, I can use that. You know what I'm saying? The, the mind right. is a powerful thing. If you get the mind right, a lot of times everything else in your life will start flowing the right way. So, right. And sometimes for- it's tougher to, to strengthen your mind than it is muscles. You know, it's easy sometimes to just go and, do curls and stuff, but to think right every single day and to dodge negative thoughts and throw all that stuff away, it's a challenge. So def- definitely that's the biggest thing I would say for anybody. Hey, Amen to that. Young man, young women, listen, on the porch right now, listen, get that mind right, mind get your right. mentals right. Yes, yes. So right. uh, now again, thank you so much for joining. Before you go, sure. tell the people where they can find you, like social media-wise, and then let them know again. Remind them again when your next fight is, man. Okay, so my Twitter is Nico Ali X seventy four. My Instagram is Nico Ali Walsh, and I keep everybody up to date, or I try to at least on mm-hmm. Instagram. I've been slacking a little bit because of of camp, but I try to stay up to date as much as possible. I'm fighting January 29th. Incidentally, in the same venue as my first fight, where they got that clip of people chanting. Ali, Ali. Ali. So it's the same venue. So we're going to recreate that that whole night and uh, it's going to it's going to be a great night. So tune in ESPN plus January 29th. Yes, Let's sir, do it, man. We'll definitely be tuning in. Porch fans, followers, tune in. We got Nico Bolo closes out right now. Close us hey. out. You heard it here first. As I'm throwing punches, we got Nico Ali Wash in here. It's your boy D Nail. It's your boy B Jones, aka Bolo. Good luck to my guy Nico Ali on January 29th. And you heard what he said. It starts with your mental. Peace, blessings, and love. We That's the porch. Right. We out. Peace. That was where it all began. Had to put in work every day. We got it in. Chased all our dreams and now they can't believe it We make it look easy, we achieving everything we need Now we undefeated, if we link, no it's only business If we get to speaking, leave them speechless I did things for free but now it costs to see me When you see me, you ain't gotta greet me Just don't plot to sneak me, I'ma see it I'ma stop and watch you lose and get
Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.